Hello, welcome back to Out Loud with Kai, Elena, and Mia. In this episode, we'll be discussing post-cuffing season, spicing up Valentine's Day, mono, and language and expectations around Valentine's Day. So let's get into it. So if y'all remember our previous episode about cuffing season, um, you should listen to that one before you listen to this because we're going to talk about the aftermath of that. Um, and the cuffing, to remind you folks, the end of cuffing season um, is usually around October or November. Um, and that kind of sim- symbolizes like when people are most likely to get into a new relationship or start hooking up with people more consistently, etc. Um, and that usually comes to an end around this time. So between Valentine's Day and early spring. So welcome to the end of cuffing season, everybody. Yeah, a lot of breakups happen around Valentine's Day, it seems. And I feel like it's probably because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot more expectations of a relationship around that time. And, like, we place a lot of importance on this holiday. And especially because it's, like, so commercialized and, like, there's a lot of pressure around, like, getting the perfect gift for your partner and getting the perfect date and the perfect reservation for dinner like literally reservations for dinner are crazy are fucking crazy like yeah. you like weeks ahead of time potentially weeks, weeks. you know we know um it's just like a lot of pressure and if you get like if you get together with someone seemingly kind of because of this like um cuffing season pressure like whatever obviously it's not that strong of a connection probably so all this right. pressure putting on like being put onto it will inevitably Right. That is yeah. true. I also think, too, like, if we're actually in a cuffing season relationship and we just got into a relationship, like, October, mm-hmm. November, like, February is, like, a really big moment. It seems like, mm-hmm. okay, like, if we stay with this person through Valentine's Day, like, that is, like, a bigger commitment than just, like, chilling over winter break. Mm-hmm. Like, Valentine's Day can be, like, a very definitive yeah. moment in a relationship. Like, the first time you spend a relation of Valentine's Day together is kind of... It's like taking it to the next level, it seems like. It's like, are we girlfriends? Yeah, Yeah, and I I think that it's also interesting, too, because, like, yes, there's similar expectations around when cuffing season is kind of taking place, too. Like, Christmas and everything has this pressure, but it's it's, it's a weird kind of too soon of a pressure, and then it kind of, like, fizzles out pretty easily. And we're not making this, like, although post-cuffing season and cuffing season are both proven phenomenons um, that happen... It's also not every single relationship, right? So it's not every single person that gets together in the month of October, right? But there are cuffing season-esque relationships that you can kind of see, observe, and or experience. And it's, it's, it's just interesting. But that's okay because... Valentine's Day is great if you're with someone or single, but anyway. So our, I think our next topic is is kind of bringing us to what happens if you need to break up with someone. <laughs> <laughs> How do you break up? Tragic. How do you break up with someone? Is there a best way? <laughs> I feel like it really depends a lot on the type of relationship that you had with someone because every relationship obviously is very different and like how serious it was to you or how much it meant to you is very different. So like obviously if you're just kind of like casually hanging out and it's not that serious, like maybe like, I don't know, maybe just FaceTime. (laughs) Maybe no, not FaceTime. Not FaceTime. Could you imagine? (laughs) Um, Maybe just like, a short conversation. Yeah, a short conversation. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I don't think this is really working out for me. Um, I don't know if this is really what I want right now. 
Like, give them respect. That's we, respect. Yeah. And and we acknowledge that it's it's hard. It can be really easy to just, like, ghost someone or break up over text. Like, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here. I've done that a million times. But at the end of the day, we want to promote healthy communication. And also, like, if someone is not doing something wrong, like, and I, putting myself in that perspective, like, I would much rather know, like, why, what's going on, yeah. where did you go, than, like, just being sit, left to sit with that thought for longer than I should. So, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's sometimes good, too, to put yourself on the other side. Like, it sucks getting breaking, like broken up with. It sucks not knowing why you're broken up with or, like, just literally being ghosted completely. Like, that's just, like, a shitty situation for anyone to be in. And at the end of the day, like, it is nice to know why. So you can, like, kind of use it as a learning a learning moment and go on from there to hopefully have a better, healthier relationship or to take a break and do something for yourself. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a lot about, like, respect for the person mm-hmm. and just, like, respecting that they're a person with feelings and that maybe, like, like they do deserve... Not necessarily, like, deserve, but, like, they deserve to, t- like, have a conversation about it, especially if you guys have both put, like, effort into something. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just kind of respectful to, like, talk about it a little bit before you... Like, as you're ending it, instead of just kind of having that abrupt ending. And it gives people a lot more closure. Right. Yeah. I think closure is really important for both sides, too, regardless of what side you're on. Just because, like, at the end of the day, you have to move on from that relationship. And it's really hard to do sometimes if you never have that, like, final conversation. True. And I think... <clears throat> breakups can be difficult. Um, also, the term breakup is so, like, towards anything, like friendships, like relationships, situationships, fuck yeah. buddies, whatever it is you're breaking up. But I think it could be difficult, even if um, we ended on good terms, you know? So do we have any any expert advice on how to kind of navigate a breakup? Yeah, I think letting yourself grieve the relationship is really important, whether it was good or bad, like you're still losing something, even if it's just someone you're communicating with all the time. If you're spending your time, like, texting someone and checking up on them, like, that feels like a big loss, regardless of if the relationship was, like, really working out or healthy or not. Like, it is still a big loss to lose someone that you're always communicating with. Yeah. And then also, like, I feel like when a lot of people repress how they're feeling or try and, like, push past it or just, like, kind of ignore it, maybe... There's usually like you still are going to feel that way. Like I feel like it's always gonna bubble up in some way. Like it's probably gonna come out in a stressful moment that you're in or when you're by yourself or you don't have any more like distractions. Like I feel like it's just best to like let like just as Kai was saying, like really let yourself feel it instead of just ignoring it. Because then it's gonna come out a lot farther down the line when you least expect it, instead of like right away and you can like I don't know, try and manage it as best as you can. Yeah, I think going off that too, like, we all know about, like, rebound relationships, and they might not always be the best idea, but sometimes it's okay. Like, if you're moving on to someone too fast, like, it might not be too fast for you, and I think we kind of all have that idea of, like, a rebound person, but at the end of the day, if that's the right thing for you is to kind of, you know, make it more of a distraction and just, like, have fun and, like, find yourself again, that's all good as long as we're communicating, Mm because it also kind of sucks to be a rebound person Mm -hmm. and not know that you are. So, like, it's okay to want to have fun after a breakup, especially if it's been, like, a long committed mm-hmm. relationship. So, definitely. Communication. It's also, yeah, and I think a big part of this is just, like, self-reflection, too, in a breakup because I think helps us navigate what our intentions are next, like, what we think is best for us because um, a lot of folks handle breakups so differently and you might see a lot of friends going and um moving or have seen friends move on really quickly and not feel like that's right for you I think that's totally okay I think it's really 
important to kind of navigate a breakup with some sort of intent on like what we want like our next steps to be because I think that that kind of helps us move forward in the process because it's it, it's really common to feel stuck in a breakup and like feel like it's the end of the world and I think that that's also valid though so mm-hmm. well there's also a lot of people that are not getting broken up with this season mm-hmm. <laughs> and they need some ideas on how to I don't know keep things going in full swing spice up for v-day oh i'm there's a there's a lot of things we can do and also we don't just have to do them on valentine's day but a valentine's day is a great time to experiment i think one that's really common that a lot of people think about are um is food play um which can be extremely fun we can do this with foods obviously um flavored lube Come sweat, nipple bond. There's a lot of different things. And there's a lot of different aphrodisiac options, which are basically options that stimulate sexual desire. And for example, these could be pomegranates, dark chocolate, wine, oysters, anything that kind of stimulate arousal can make like that really exciting for when we're engaging in food play, choosing our foods intentionally. Um, uh, chocolate's a really common one, too, which is super interesting, Which because chocolate releases dopamine or helps release dopamine, which stimulates oxytocin. So there, you're you're going to indulge. in Have a nice time. Yes. <laughs> chocolate. We're not sponsored by chocolate. Don't worry. But um, in, especially dark chocolate, it contains more antioxidant potency and less sugar, if we're thinking about that. There's also a game that people play where it's like you, like, drizzle honey down your body and, like, our partner could spend some time trying to find where we drizzle the honey and you can give them a prize. Like, it's there's a lot of different, like, lemon, f- juice. lemon juice. Yeah, any sort of citrus would be really great. Yeah, we do want to note, though, that a lot of people, we can't just, like, place um, sugary foods and or sugar, anything including sugar near our um, genitalia because it's... Yeah problematic <clears throat> i feel it's self-explanatory yeah, it can cause infections bacterial <laughs> infections and that's not fun so if you are nervous about that or want to somehow use it during oral for example regardless of what genital it is on then you can just use a dental dam <gasps> yes yummy and they could <laughs> they're yes and though they're they smell really nice they're so fun you can eat such easy well Easier. <laughs> yeah, easier, easier clean up. Yes. And another part of food play, like, can also incorporate temperature play, or we can engage in temp- temperature play, like, separately, but you can, like, warm up some cho- chocolate and use that, kind of warm up different areas for arousal on our bodies. Uh, there's a lot of really great and sexy ways. Just also, like, feeling some sort of, like, confidence like maybe buying ourselves like a new lingerie or washing our favorite lingerie something like that to like really feel good in the moment it's sex doesn't always need to be prepared for etc um we can do it sporadically quickies are great like everything um and that regards is awesome but we can also when we take some time to potentially prepare for it or if we think we may want to squirt that night or try something a little new um it could be nice to just like feel comfortable beforehand if we're planning something special yeah. and feel just like really good about your body and like i don't know how you're doing <laughs> also edging is like i feel like something fun for valentine's day a little when i think of valentine's day i kind of think of the devil i don't know if it's the red but i'm like i always want to be a little like trickster a prankster so like edging would be fun like kind of teasing our partners things like that 
scents. Yeah, scents are really important. So scents are actually one of our like strongest sensations. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of like associations with scents too, like memories and different moments in our life. We strongly correlate a lot of our big life moments with scents. And we can kind of use that idea to kind of translate that to an extra spicy sexual experience. So, for example, we could pick a perfume or a certain scent to wear every time we're engaging with sex with someone or multiple people. Um, And essentially, the more you do this, it's kind of just like a response that the other person gets whenever they Mm -hmm. smell that scent, then they get aroused. Um, they kind of just like start associating that scent with um, sex and pleasure. A little Pavlov dog. Yeah, yes, that's that's, that's exactly what it's based yes. off of. So Psych one hundred and one. So as they smell the scent, their cortisol levels increase, and then they're you know wanting sex more in that situation. So if they smell that smell outside of the sexual context, they are aroused. So it's kind of a fun little game that you could play. If you ever want to fuck with your partner out in public. No, like pull out some, the good girl perfume at, in the Mariano's or, or pick and save. That's what you have here in Wisconsin. In <laughs> the pick and save. But yeah, also I think one popular misconception is like, oh, I need to smell super fresh, whatever. Like BO and like other like just regular bodily scents like can also be arousing for a lot of partners. And like it's all, it's not like... Natural body. Yeah, musk. (laughs) But like, honestly, yeah, no, musk is like proven to be some form of like arousing. So don't stress too hard is what we're saying. But it's it's a fun little, we can play with our senses to really fuck shit up this Valentine's Day. Also, Valentine's Day can definitely be a day for people who are not in a relationship. Um, You don't have to celebrate it if you're like, not with or you don't have to not celebrate it if you're not with someone it's very commercialized and at the end of the day like it is an opportunity for businesses to make money but I think it can also be a great opportunity to just like appreciate anyone in your life who you love like your friends and your family and maybe do something special with some of your friends have a little Valentine's day if you're feeling that or just like a self-care night by yourself or watch a show that you like make some food that you like I think society tends to try and make people feel bad and very alone on Valentine's Day, especially because of that commercialized aspect to it. Um, <clears throat> but, like, I feel like we should definitely put an end to this because it's just not really... It's not true. Like, you're not alone. There's so many people in the world who love you and you can spend a little V-day yeah. with, including yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. And, I mean, you don't... So many people aren't in relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people. But I feel like Valentine's Day just makes everyone feel very alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of transitioning. Like complete one eighty, <laughs> complete one eighty here. But has anyone heard about mono? <laughs> um, yeah, it's often referred to as the kissing disease, but it is an infection with the Epstein Barr virus and is transmitted by saliva. Um, and it's very common among teens and young adults, especially those in college students. Uh-huh. Yeah, UW-Madison, the campus that we record on, is extremely, <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of folks right now that are having mono, like, UHS is having a little moment, like, a oh, lot. A yeah, no, I've heard them talking, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. a lot of people have mono. Yeah. I already got that over with. <laughs> yes, period. So, um, 
we did have to take a little break in recording for a bit as well because one of our favorite hosts was out. But you know, she's back better than ever. <laughs> yes. But yeah, symptoms can include fatigue, fever, rash, swollen glands. And for me, my eyes puffed up like crazy. Um, and it can be mild or in some cases result in hospitalization. It can get really serious. So if you're starting to feel like really bad, don't wait, like go to the doctor um and like definitely when you do recover um make sure to advocate for yourself if you're in school and get like the accommodations that you need and like make sure that you have enough time to be successful and to like make up the assignments that you miss because you can really miss a lot of school with mono and you do not deserve to get Caesar D's just because you are sick that is such bs like it makes me so mad I Mm -hmm. got like a 3.6 GPA after I had mono, but like you just have to really advocate for yourself because you can do it and you can make it up and there's time and you shouldn't feel like super, super duper stressed about it because there are so many resources like McBurney and all that. Um, Just because it happened doesn't mean that it has to ruin your semester. Um, And also like be really kind to yourself and give yourself time to heal because it can be really frustrating, especially I keep feeling like I say in our society, (laughs) like in our society, we put so much emphasis on your, basically your productivity and what you can accomplish. But like when you have mono, you can have fatigue for months afterward and you can take naps for so long, you get brain fog. And it took me so long to feel 100% again. And like, I felt so guilty and I felt like I wasn't doing enough to catch up and I felt like I wasn't like... I don't know, like, I really felt like I wasn't the student that I thought I was. And obviously, like, I was just sick, and you're just sick. And you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, give yourself time to heal. Take those naps. Like, you need it. (laughs) And don't feel guilty because fuck society for making us feel guilty about needing rest when we're sick. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I think one more side note, too, is that people can potentially be contagious with mono for a lot longer than we expect. Yes. Up to a year, folks. Yeah, (laughs) which is why we also wanted to bring this up around Valentine's Day is because, like, one, it's so common, and I think we, like, talk about it, but, like, it's, like, being actively experienced by so many people right now, and it's really difficult because you're contagious for a really long time, which can affect, like, all right, like, hookup culture in college. Like, that's right. that's concerning. Like, yeah. It, it can be a sucky situation to be in. So yeah, we just so. wanted to bring some awareness to this. and It can really affect you. Yeah. I think people don't realize how much mono can disrupt your life. And it's very common in our, like, time of life right now. Yeah. So be gentle and make sure that you know that you can be contagious for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, moving forwards to with uh, Valentine's Day being today. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you know that 58% of Americans say they have better sex on Valentine's Day than any other day? And like, why the fuck is that? I'd imagine like Halloween. (laughs) That would be my thought. And like, furthermore, the same study found that 85% of Americans in a relationship thought that their partner's needs would come before their own on Valentine's Day. So I feel like that that also kind of maybe makes sense why people are having oh, better sex. Oh, because we're... Right, like, we're in that oh. mindset of, like, you know, gifting things to our partner, yeah. spending time, being in a loving, committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, we are going on dates. We're doing all of these things to kind of, like, you know, 
just celebrate our love together essentially is like what's happening and I think we also men like kind of put our partner first in that when we're in that mindset so Mm -hmm. potentially people are having better sex than they normally would on Valentine's Day because both partners are trying to pleasure the other more so Mm -hmm. than other days so as like almost like a gift on Valentine's Day so it kind of like makes sense why Valentine's Day sex could be better Mm -hmm. because our partners are more interested in pleasing you rather than like going at it from a different perspective. No, that makes sense. And, like, usually because of all the social pressure, too, to, like, go out on a nice day, right. like, have a good, a good environment. Like, it makes sense. Because I'm thinking back and I'm like, okay, I spent two Valentine's Day with, like, two different boyfriends who told me that they loved me on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But because of all these, like, romantic aspects that are being, like, added, whether that be, like, conditioned by society or just, like, the love is in the air, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is, it makes sense that, like, sex would be special quote-unquote on that day because they're like doing all these things and being oh i love you and right, yeah. i'm like yeah it makes sense put that energy 365 <laughs> days yeah <laughs> was well, also like maybe like we're putting extra time into like that self-care and stuff yeah. like that so we're feeling better on valentine's True. day so we're yeah. having like you know feeling better maybe yeah like getting ready and preparing mm-hmm. for the date so you like feel more confident in yourself both mm-hmm. people probably comfortable. do you're, like, potentially going out to dinner, like, doing something nice for each other, like, spending a lot more time together that day, maybe lighting some candles. Maybe so more just vulnerable. Like, yeah, like, it feels more special, and I think, like, honestly, just that in general can make an experience a lot better. But uh, also, with this statistic, you know, if we're doing these things for ourselves and, like, who's to say that this statistic isn't also applicable for when we masturbate? You know, I don't know. There's not a study on it, <laughs> as far as I know. But, like, so, yes, you know, I'll, I'll report back. But, like, if we spend all this time doing self-care and all of, like, taking ourselves out and just really, like, feeling right. comfortable, I don't understand why masturbation wouldn't be just as good as mm-hmm. orgasming with a partner. I sound right. lonely, but, no, I'm, I, I, it's true, though. No, right, like I putting in the extra effort. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, it honestly is Giving, about the And you don't have to worry about performance. Yeah. So. <laughs> Giving yourself the care that you need. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, just, like, setting the mood. Like, setting the mood, even though, it lot. might not take a long time. It could be something super quick. Like, Light putting a on a playlist, yeah. lighting a mm-hmm. candle, and it can, like change a situation completely those so, aromas will take yes. over <laughs> okay have a so, special sex candle <laughs> sex candle love I love that actually I think I do have one and I'm pretty sure Mia got it for <laughs> I, love I love that yeah okay well with that being said I also think that uh we're just end of end of the day just or earn yourself an orgasm on valentine's day if you are able is just how we're gonna transition over to some language around valentine's day you ever heard the difference between like fucking and making love there's a lot of like blog posts about it that are interesting i don't know well it's something like that's actually i guess like you think of different things when you think no, of both yeah. words I think language is so important in general language like, shapes yeah. the way we think it shapes the way we perceive things and fucking is just a lot more like it's like cruder and more like less it feels less personal i don't know like it's more about like the action like getting off essentially yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and it's i think also like in a similar study they mentioned that like 68 percent of americans think that making love is more passionate and also consists of a lot more eye contact interesting that's so specific but makes makes sense. sense because like making love i feel like a lot of people kind of associate that with like something more 
sensual. Yeah, yeah. more sensual. Maybe like showing appreciation. Mm -hmm. Less so about like you, you make know, love on Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> That's the kind of love you make on Valentine's Day. Right, but like you know, you're just you're not so much concerned about the orgasm for yourself like you're more mm -hmm. concerned about like having a sharing a moment yeah. too like communicating sharing a moment with you know someone else so I guess that would be like a good way to like kind of set the scene like if we're sexting someone or preparing for a night out or something like that and like I guess making because like those are two different intentions and I think both are fine and valid but like saying like I want you to fuck my brains out tonight is like yeah. setting a different scene and like yeah. changing it's behavior versus like <laughs> can you make love to me yeah that they, so, yeah. they imply different things for sure I also think it's funny the same study mentioned that 59% of people felt like there could not be choking in a lovemaking session. <gasps> That's a big percent. That's a big percentage. Yeah. I disagree, but, <laughs> but whatever. So if it's choking, it's fucking. It's not. Really <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Another 55% said that you can absolutely not make love during an orgy, which... That's know. such a funny question to include on I that survey, know. but it makes, I mean. But I think it goes back to the fact that like, a lot of people think it's like a really like intimate, intimate thing. Small, yeah. Like yeah. one to one type thing, yeah. but like that's not always accurate. So yeah. I don't know. We'll just, we'll agree to disagree it's on that a, one, maybe. <laughs> it's a small definition of like tender yeah. love and mm -hmm. sex, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think, too, like, the thing about language is that everyone comes in with their own experiences and perceptions. Preconceptions. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to know. It's mm -hmm. hard to know. But there is a difference. I, I guess that, that makes sense, too, because a lot of people are like, I want you to make love and then fuck me as, like, two separate yeah. actionary <laughs> things, yeah. you know? So I want to feel appreciated at the end. <laughs> but both, I feel like, are really valid. Like, I mean, they're different. Yeah. Like, they can be different tones, and they mm -hmm. can... You can have a combination, literally just like Mia said, a combination in an event or it just in a relationship. I think it can be really important to, you know, do what you need in that moment. And I think they're different. They're different feelings. And I think you get different things out of those situations, too. True. Yeah. So. They're both valid forms of, like, having sex. Yeah. I think our like I literally keep saying our society. I mean, <laughs> retweet though our society. Is society is everything, guys. <laughs> we create everything <laughs> in our society, but in our society, like they see fucking as like oh that's dirty, oh that's whatever. But yeah. it's like no, I feel like everyone enjoys fucking, everyone enjoys love making, and it's just kind of <laughs> yeah. like it just depends on the mood you're in. Like that's you don't right. have to put like oh that's a better form of it or that's a right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, like, the last thing we wanted to touch on are sexpectations. Expectations around sex during Valentine's Day. Trash. <laughs> Trash. I, I mean, like, they're valid. Like, sex expectations are real, and I think everyone experiences them at some point in a sexual relationship. But, um... Yeah, so we found that nearly 85% of people report that sex is an important part of Valentine's Day, and 50% said that they would be disappointed if they didn't get lucky on the 14th. Which is, like, which is a high percentage. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a lot of people. So, like, 85% of people are expecting it at the end of the day and want it and think it's a really crucial part of yeah. the holiday. <laughs> which is hard for people who are, like, maybe asexual mm -hmm. or less i don't know yeah i feel like that puts a lot of pressure it does yeah on, people. on both sides like mm -hmm. and it's just 
Like, at the end of the day, if you're not wanting to have sex for whatever reason, like, obviously, it's not okay to be pressured into having sex. So, we kind of just wanted to talk about that, too, because a lot of people do expect sex on Valentine's Day. And, I mean, it's kind of shitty in a situation where, you know, you're feeling pressured and you're not wanting to do that. But, like, it's okay to kind of, I think we'd suggest, like, having a conversation about what your expectations are on Valentine's Day because then at least it's clear and you know. So, like, if you're both wanting to have sex and that's kind of your goal, that's awesome. That's great. And if that's not something you both want, that's awesome, too. And I think as long as we're, like, communicating with what we want, I think it can, like, kind of help ease stress on both sides. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of know and they're not, like, disappointed when it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And, like, hoping, oh, like, I'm going to have sex tonight and then it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just could create you know, more stress within that relationship. So just being open and honest about what your intentions are with the holiday, I think is key. Definitely. But I mean, at the end of the day, it can be a really stressful holiday in general, regardless of if you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship. And we also just wanted to remind people that there doesn't need to be a day to appreciate our partners, our families, our friends. We can, you know, take that energy and, you know, do it every day or do it once a month like whenever we can, you're able yeah like we can really yeah. celebrate our love or our friendships anytime it doesn't have to be on a holiday it doesn't have to yeah i feel like that also puts so much less pressure on valentine's yeah. day mm-hmm. like if you feel valued like every day mm-hmm. it's just like another day that can yeah. be extra special yeah another day that yeah. you can wear pink eyeshadow or something you know wear some pink shoes yes I feel appreciated mm-hmm. so that's the moral of the story <laughs> And with that being said, uh, obviously there's a lot of people, a lot of folks are going to be uh, sexually active. Uh, Apparently 85% of Americans believe that that's super important. So with that being said, there's a lot of different places if you're um, that are doing like Valentine's Day campaigns for STI tests, testing for everything for free. Um, I know a lot of local urgent cares are even doing that. UHS, if you're on our campus, et cetera, there's so many opportunities. We just want to remind folks that um getting tested on valentine's day not on valentine's day but somewhere in that area is like a great idea just because a lot of folks um there's a huge increase of sexual activity on that day so just making sure that we're conscious cautious safe having sex safely and have a great valentine's day everyone have a good night in this episode we talked about post-cuffing season spicing up valentine's day mono and language and expectations around valentine's day thanks for listening bye